Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, we're continuing our rewatch through of WandaVision uh, with episodes four and five. The story has finally broken open and things are happening. Um, for first thoughts, I will say we'll do it kind of like last week. We'll do episode four and then episode five. Episode four was the episode that like actually hooked me into watching this show. Um, I think the first three episodes, as fun as they were, was more just like confusing and there was no real direction. And then this episode happens and the first three episodes all make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I really enjoyed this episode. How about you? Oh, yeah uh same page um yeah first three episodes are just very wacky and out there and like basically it's like one still shot it's like okay that's interesting where is this going but uh yeah man i've really enjoyed rewatching four and five um man people just don't need to sleep on this show it's really good um i mean there it's just it's weird there's so moments where it's really hard but there's other moments that just make this really good. And four was a big one. I don't, I, the opening of four is something special, I think. Um, because it's emotional too, right? This is oh, like yeah. people coming back, uh, from the blip, but it's like setting a scenario that's just really difficult. Not only that, but like it, it puts you in such like a, I've been really getting into, movies and and shows that have made you feel what the characters are feeling Mm -hmm. and i think starting this episode with her in the hospital coming back from the blip while other people are actively coming back from the blip and everything is chaos it makes you feel stressed out and yeah nervous and you don't know what's happening and it's such a good way to 
have us as the audience experience something like this to be able to feel that. Yeah, just in complete panic and you're like running into people as they're coming back. And, <laughs> you know, I haven't really seen any theories around this or like anyone try to break this down, but it's like, what if, uh, what if someone was kind of like coming back from the blip and you're like literally like right in their way? Does it kind of push you out of the way or would they fuse with you? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't know. Cause she does, mo- she like walks through a couple. Yeah. There's, there's moments when she's kind of moving throughout the hospital, trying to find someone to help her where it's like, you're kind of like walking into someone's arm as it's coming back from, <laughs> you know, ash or whatever, you know, kind of. Yeah, because like what happens know. if you were in a hospital bed and you blipped yeah. and then someone else is laying in that bed and then you reform in that bed? Do you form yeah. around them, into them? I love that every time somebody brings this up to Kevin Feige, he's just like, no, it doesn't. It's not like that. Everything's going to be fine. OK, you're not going to fall out of the sky because you were on an airplane. You're not going to like <laughs> meld into somebody. It just it figures itself out. God. <laughs> I wonder how how much this was brought up in like staff meetings as they were kind of like writing <laughs> this and you know thinking of like how they're going to create this and I could see him just being like we don't have time <laughs> we barely it's have like, time to do this he's movie. probably just going into like Steve Jobs mode it just works okay it just works it's a comic book people <laughs> well how about you Elisa what are your first thoughts on uh, episode four. Well, um, whenever I was watching it this time, I remembered how frustrated I was when we got to this episode the first time I watched the series. Because, like, Wanda just had the babies, and I wanted to know more about how the family was doing, but instead we went into Monica Rambeau's story. And so I was like, no! And I also, I knew that it was going to be, like, the 80s episode, which I had been looking forward to the entire series. Um, And even the second time I watched it there, I skipped this episode. (laughs) Um, but watching it this time for the second time, despite this being my third watch of the series, uh, it really is, it's a strong story. And this time I think I took the time to actually appreciate Monica as a character, um, (laughs) and not just sit there all anxious the entire time wanting to see if they're going to do something that advances the plot, uh, back in Westview more, Mm -hmm. um, and of course, there was other good stuff happening in this one. We had uh, Darcy and Jimmy, who are best friends, apparently, and they need a spinoff series. <laughs> oh, 100%. I would watch it. If it was like them doing X-Files stuff, oh my God. and they just bop into different character stories, that would be amazing. Um, so yeah, I... And this also, this episode also makes me wonder some stuff about Captain Marvel, because, um... Whenever they bring her up, uh, Monica gets, like, not exactly irritated, but it seems to me like she probably feels abandoned, which, Mm -hmm. who doesn't? She's literally never around. Yeah. She's always off in space. Um, So, yeah, I like this one now. (laughs) (laughs) It is cool because we get... uh... I mean, I guess if you're, like, a super fan, you would have figured out who Monica was, uh, but they do like shove it in your face, basically <laughs> showing like the picture of her mom and stuff. Um, 
so it is cool to see that tie-in to uh to captain marvel and like why she gets brought up so much in this is because oh well it makes sense like her her mom was captain marvel's like best friend so yeah surely she knows captain marvel um i really liked that and and i i also really liked this story because like yes we want to know what's going on with wanda and vision but this is kind of like our first real look and world building for what's going on outside of the bubble, the hex, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so it was just kind of cool to see like, oh, what's what's actually going on right now? Like, where does this story fit? Okay, it fits right when they all get snapped back. Um, I do wish that we got a little more story on S.W.O.R.D. And like, maybe that will happen sometime in the future with a different series or something. Mm-hmm. But even this episode which is kind of the i think in this series we get like two semi explanations of what sword is they're just kind of like yeah it's sword their shield and their sword it's sword and it's like yeah that's not enough though like what is sword what are you guys doing why are you here what is your purpose it's like Pokemon. You got red and you blue. Yeah. <laughs> that character's in that one. That character's in that one. That's probably what it's going to boil down to. Yeah. It's it seems like yeah. Shield, but even more kind of a little bit shady. Yeah. 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 Shield, but worse than Shield. Shield wasn't great. <laughs> I. It's weird, but it is fun. I just wish that they would give us more. Like at one point, they talk about that they're focusing on nanotechnology, but then it seems like. They don't have quite as many toys as S.H.I.E.L.D. had. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like they do? Or at least they have like the idea behind stuff? I don't Maybe know. Maybe S.W.O.R.D. is underfunded. <laughs> Probably. Well, that's, that's what I was just about to say. It's like uh, they're trucking in like all of these people. Like Surely they're getting paid. But who's paying them? Is Sword paying them? Not Tony. Yeah, it's not Tony. (laughs) Is it Pepper? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Who signs their paychecks and how? I want to know how much they're getting paid. How much is Darcy getting paid for this? Well, and did like, did Nick Fury create? No, well, Sword would have been created after the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mm-hmm. So, like, did he or Maria Hill have anything to do with Sword's creation? And, like, I, I'm not a huge... I don't know a whole lot of information on Sword other than I know what it is. Sword was founded by Maria Rambo after 1995 under the United States government, focusing on manned missions and extraterrestrial operations. So they're more X-Files. like... They're more like spacey? It is the X-Files. Okay. <laughs> so... All right. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like it's parallel to Shield. Yeah. Where if you called something Shield and something Sword, you would think that one was for defensive stuff and one was for offensive stuff. And it, I don't know. I feel like the offensive one would have more tech and more advanced stuff, but it seems like it's just a bunch of normal guys with guns and they pull in a bunch of like rack servers 
in computers. It's like, well, that's, I mean, we have that now. Like, how is this any different than what we could do now as people? This isn't space. Yeah. Although, speaking of space, something that jumps out to me in this episode, and it has ever since, again, the first time that I watched it, is Darcy is now a, a physicist. Like, she's, uh, they call her doctor. Mm-hmm. But in the first Thor movie, they mentioned that she is Jane's intern, but she's not, she wasn't a science student. She was a poli-sci student. And so I'm guessing that she just decided at some point that she was really into the astrophysics, changed her major, and went and got a full PhD since then. I, you know, I would almost buy that more than than what is probably the truth, which is they were just like, oh, yeah, we, we should bring her. She did science stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think that that's probably a fact that somebody overlooked. Although, I don't know. I, it's hard to tell with Disney and Marvel where, like, sometimes they do things that you're like, oh, my gosh, who I didn't even remember that that happened. It's crazy that they remembered that that happened. And then other things they do, you're like, don't you remember that you've already set up the parameters for this and now you're immediately going to break them? So, I don't know. I, It's hard to, to gauge, too, because, like we've said before, this wasn't the first series we were supposed to get. If this was the mm-hmm. first series we were supposed to get, I could probably be like, ah, well, they probably were just testing the waters, trying to make an interesting story. They didn't know if people would like it. But... I don't know. I guess we'll give it to him. <laughs> yeah. Looks like we're going to get more from Sword in the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Okay. According to the fandom wiki. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, We'll find out more then, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we do get to see a lot of... Um, a lot more about the the town, like a lot of shots of how the town is laid out and how big the area is that she's controlling, um, which I don't know. I thought that was interesting, especially because knowing that later the bubble like expands, um, I think it's cool to see like, I don't know, it just makes you really realize how powerful Wanda is. And this isn't even, like, the peak of her power. (laughs) Like, I mean, they really build her up in this entire series to be the strongest, most powerful person in the universe. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they're going to... Well, I mean, I don't know. She's in Doctor Strange, so I guess we'll find out. But it seems like they've backed themselves into a corner, sort of like they did with Captain Marvel by making her so powerful that the only way they could justify it was to be like, ah, she's gone all the time. That's why she doesn't help. She's just gone. (laughs) She's busy. Yeah. So I wonder what they're going to do with Wanda being like, okay, now Wanda is the most powerful thing in the universe. And also she lives here on earth. In Um, New Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) Now they're going to be like, uh, she's on vacation. (laughs) She can't help fight this monster. She, is in France. <laughs> what? Her kids have a soccer tournament. Yeah. 
we do get to see a lot of like little backgroundy Easter egg things throughout this episode. A lot of them are related to comic books um, that things happened in related to the story, uh, which I mean is kind of cool, but it's probably only cool if you've read those comic books and you know <laughs> what's happening. So I'll leave that up to you listeners to, uh, to dive into that if that's something that you want. Um, but I think one of the cool things that we get to see, there is a moment where we get to see like a pin board with a bunch of photos of people that are in the town. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of them have pictures of either like their ID or their passport or something like stuck on them. So it's clear that we figured out who those people are. But guess who's up there and doesn't have anything stuck on her picture? Catherine Hahn. Yep. <laughs> Agatha's picture is up there with a piece of paper and a bunch of stuff written down, but there's yeah. no indication of who she actually is mm-hmm. or that they know who she is or anything like that. So uh, I think even her her like name and stuff is not filled in. I think that's what I put on my note. Yeah. Yeah. Her her name isn't filled in, so it's like, ooh. This is one of those moments where, like, looking back, you're like, oh, of course, because we know who she is. But on the first watch through, it probably was just like, yeah, they're learning who everybody is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really suspicious in a Russell that she didn't have one. I was like, they're keeping her a secret for yeah. a reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the reason was, but I was suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's our first glimpse at, like, oh, gasp. What's going on? Uh this episode also kind of takes place like re- we rewind in the series and throughout this episode we see them watching different moments from the first mm-hmm. three episodes that we've watched, which I think was like a smart way to do this so that they could keep it under wraps for those first three episodes and then all of a sudden hit you with what's actually been going on. Um, but... When this episode ends, it's like, oh my gosh, finally, like, worlds are colliding and stuff is going to start happening. So, I guess, any final thoughts on this episode before we move on into episode five? I wonder what the deal with Dead Vision was. Because it's just for a split second that she sees him the way that he probably actually looks Mm -hmm. without... uh, it's kind of like, I guess I call it like a glamour since it's a magic thing. Yeah. But gosh, that what? That was scary. It's like almost a jump scare that she just <laughs> sees him that way for a second. But like, what was that? Was that Wanda's power slipping or maybe her uh, recognizing that she's the one holding this up and so she sees what it's like whenever she doesn't? I don't know. I think this is her... There's There's been like we've seen a couple moments where she is hearing something weird or seeing something weird. And she's kind of like not really understanding what it is. But then when Monica in the last episode comes up to her, Mm -hmm. it's all of a sudden it's like something flipped and she really, she remembered like, what's happening and the fact that she's in control of this for a split second. So I think that her, her catching that glimpse of vision is like 
her brain finally remembering that like hey this isn't real like you are mm-hmm. making all this up and then she re-glamours him or whatever to kind of push back that feeling of like oh yeah he's dead no 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 he's alive he's alive it's a powerful moment yeah. though to see it her is. this whole really this whole series is basically like her being a superhero and having superpowers and struggling with like mental health and Mm -hmm. kind of almost sanity with losing vision. Yeah. I'm sure it's just that emotion catching up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is like just from like, I think in episode five, um, moments that we get with Wanda, it seems like she's so unsure. Like, cause she's like, I know I'm jumping ahead, but it's like, there's moments where she's like, I'm not doing this. Like, what are you saying? Like, this isn't mm-hmm. me, but like, if it is like, you're so powerful. Like if these are like new powers, it's like a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's not worked this done this much with, with what she's capable of. So all these little moments are going to slip through. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And she's like, I mean, we can only assume that much like a muscle, she's basically like working out constantly mm-hmm. this power and it's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And yeah. so these little blips are probably her. Yeah. Like waning in her ability for a moment, but only because she's been holding together this town of people for, yeah, we don't really know and how long at this point. Right. Like at this point, say it's been like, it's been a certain number of days since she stole Vision. Right. But we yeah. don't know how long, how many of those days she's spent in Westview. Right. Yeah. It's, it's also been a minute since I've watched Saul, so I can't remember everything. But I can't remember if uh, Agatha was doing anything to try to break Wanda or break this. I don't uh, think so, because I think but, isn't yeah. Agatha like trying to keep her here. In some yeah, sense. that's what I thought. I thought she kind of was intrigued by what was going on, so I like, didn't really want to mess with it. Mm-hmm. Because I think she's trying to like steal her power or something. I think mm-hmm. is the her goal. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll find out in a couple weeks. But <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, moving on to uh, episode five, the plot thickens. Uh, so we're finally back to a sitcom episode. Um, hard, like hard 80s. I mean, the <laughs> hair, the workout attire, the clothing. They even changed the house again. This time mm-hmm. it's more like a uh, full house house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, basically this is the full house episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are hit pretty quick with another like awkward moment. Uh, or I guess creepy moment where Agatha comes in and uh, what she or Agnes comes in. um, Auntie Agnes. Yeah. And (laughs) is offered to hold the babies. Right. And that's what Mm -hmm. triggers her to be like, Oh, do you want to take that from the top? Do you want to, do you want to do that one more time? And, Vision and Wanda are both like, what? and like really, Wanda's kind of like letting it happen. 
vision this is like a moment where we see vision start to realize like something's not right um it is interesting vision being dead and being Mm -hmm. fully controlled by wanda somehow taking on like a mind of his own Mm -hmm. um i thought that that was kind of interesting i don't really understand what's going on yeah, Vision is somehow still, in most ways, separate from Wanda. She has manipulated him over mm-hmm. the course of the series. We've seen that a few times. Like, here, uh, she's trying to. But maybe it's be, maybe it's just because he's not human that she's able to do that. Yeah. Maybe he's, like physical form maintains some of his memory or personality or something. And that's the only explanation that I've got is that she's not all the way in his head. He has a level of independence that the rest of them don't have. Right. Well, isn't part, and she can't control the babies either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is, and that's even weirder because I think, don't we find out that the reason vision is so real is because she has part of the soul stone in her or something the mind stone the mind stone mm-hmm. yeah and and that is why vision is able to be vision because like she has the mind stone or part of the mind stone or some some energy from the mind stone is within her so that is channeling into vision but the kids being f- fully made up we have to assume it is interesting that they also kind of can't be controlled by her and i don't know if maybe that's something in her mind like she doesn't want she secretly or whatever inside doesn't want to control them so then her powers don't work on them in this made-up reality i thought that it was a really early indicator that the twins had powers themselves so if they've got their own abilities then they can counteract their moms right which we see them use it in increasingly disturbing and cute ways in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the grow up scene uh, is weird. <laughs> um. <laughs> I have, was thinking the first time that they aged up to where they were like five-year-olds. I was like, how convenient would that be if you skipped over all of baby <laughs> and toddlerhood? Like you had just the little bit of time that you needed while they were small and cute. Like take all your photographs because we saw their photo montage. Yeah, yeah. And then they're just kind of like a little person. And you're like, great, it's done. <laughs> yeah, you could take all of your photographs in one day. From zero to five. One through five. <laughs> That's also, this is my most favorite opening sequence of any episode. Mm-hmm. Partly because this was my era of sitcoms. Like growing up, I was obsessed with Full House and all those things. I think that oh, this yeah. one has, I mean, it's got obviously the callback to, to Full House and the running toward the camera as a family and all that. Like perfect parallel for, <laughs> for Full yeah. House. But I think that the painting thing, is that Family Ties? Uh yeah, I think believe so. Yeah. It's like uh Family Ties, Growing Pains, Growing Pains. One yeah. of those, yeah. And then uh the pictures uh, of the family. I know that Roseanne did that, but mm-hmm. it feels like it was a lot of eighties yeah. and nineties shows that did that. So yeah, it was um, just like perfection. Absolute <laughs> perfection. 
Yeah, the big thing with Growing Pains, which I didn't even realize Growing Pains had a spinoff series um, called Just the Ten of Us, which it was only one season. But uh, the the director, Matt uh, Shackman, um, he was in Just the Ten of Us. Huh. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And for any of our younger listeners who don't know this, Elizabeth Olsen's older sisters were on Full House. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very oh disappointed gosh. to have to tell young people I know, about right? that. I was just about to say, like, who doesn't like, know I, that? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm wondering, like, how many people don't did, don't know that, like, Growing Pains is how Leonardo DiCaprio got his start. <laughs> Probably a lot of people, I would assume. Yeah. Even even uh, people like Jason Bateman. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the, yeah. all of these actors that I feel like most of us know. I mean, especially uh-huh. like my generation, I can think of know a lot of these people from their adult career. But it's like, no, 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 they were in stuff as little kids. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't know it. Yeah. Uh, we do get a indication of Monica's superpowers uh, that come out later when they're testing her blood. Um, and they're like, oh, there's anomalies. It's like, ooh, what does that mean? Something crazy happens when you go through the portal or whatever. Uh, I know that that will play out later <laughs> in the series. But for Definitely. now, it's it's exciting to be like, oh, what Think, is that? Things and moments like that. Like, how many people are like, man... How many people within this world got to be like, I wish I got bit by a radioactive spider? Yeah, for real. Why aren't like, all these people if, just if, running If you into knew that? like this thing could give you superpowers, like, like real talk, would you run through it? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. I would. Which superpowers? I need to know. It doesn't matter. Well, that, I think that's the thing. Is like this is a little bit more of a gamble. It's kind of like, well, if I get bit by a radioactive spider, I'll be a spider person, <laughs> like man type person. Whereas this. It's a little bit more of a gamble, but yeah, you get really anything. Cool. <laughs> I always think that with a terogenesis for like the mutant abilities yeah. or whatever. Believe me, if they came out tomorrow and they were like, "Hey, terogenesis <laughs> mist is a real thing," I would be like, "Please <laughs> spray me down, see what happens." Like, <laughs> like what if this field was was the origin of the the mutants? Like everyone just ran through it, and then everyone had a random <laughs> mutant ability. <laughs> maybe that's yeah. how they introduce mutants we will find out soon <laughs> <laughs> um we also get a moment where uh we realize well not realize but we remember i guess that technically wanda has never been never called herself the scarlet witch mm-hmm. um going forward it is weird because like that's we all know that that's who she is but i'm pretty sure yeah. even in the in the movies they never call her that i, I was trying it's, to think back i don't think they ever do but i feel like the like the actress and the character has been credited that yes which is it's weird because it's like that's one of those things where like marvel and us as fans know that that's who she is mm-hmm. But they never call her that, just like they never call Pietro Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if maybe that goes back to 
the weird like who owns the rights to who maybe right. they could use the characters but they couldn't use their names I think that was the deal with Quicksilver because X-Men was using Quicksilver at the time, but they were like, you can use Pietro, just call him only Pietro. Yeah, which, whatever. Like, uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. Just, yeah. Just buy the rights. I don't it's know. It's just. <laughs> uh, we also get to see some security footage of Wanda stealing uh, Vision's body, which. I know later in the series we get to see that play out as opposed to just like the footage of it or whatever. But it is interesting to think that they were just keeping Vision's body Mm -hmm. somewhere. I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? He's like an android, sentient android being. But. And that's their whole deal is sentient weapons. So if somebody else got a hold of vision, that would be bad. Oh. And kind of makes me think like Did you guys lose me? You know, looking at Endgame and everything that like Tony did and what they did for Tony. Oh no. Why wouldn't they have done the same thing for Vision? Who knows? Uh-oh. This is the part of the episode where we Oh, no. Dang it. I was going to say, this is where, where the episode breaks for its very first commercial. <laughs> is this the one with the um, paper towel one? Or is yes. this the one with the, the Calgon commercial? No, this is the paper towel. <laughs> oh, Calgon was, was the 70s. I remember that. Yeah. This was what? Lagos? Lagos? Yes. Yes, yes. Which, did anything ever come of any of those commercials? Not necessarily. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Also, when we were talking about uh, who calls her the Scarlet Witch, I was thinking about how... Uh, and now, back to our presentation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good place to put an ad in. Um, that's, what we were, that's what we were talking about. I was like, and now we hear from our very first commercial. <laughs> I'll have to make a uh, some sort of Marvel-themed commercial. Um, uh-huh. All right, well, I guess... I missed what you were saying, Elisa, so... I literally have no idea what I was saying anymore. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll. I guess we'll continue down, and if you remember, just pop in. Um, let's see. The other big things that I wrote down were they name the sphere, um, the hex, which... Mm-hmm is like, okay, it. nobody knows that what Wanda does is magic. So it's interesting that they're focusing on it being magical. They wouldn't just call it like the bubble or the dome, but they call it the hex. It is also a hexagon, yeah. though. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Like yeah. A, a hexagonal shape. Yeah, true, true. That's also been a running design element through all of Wanda's sitcom openings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then I redact my statement. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is better than what I was thinking. Um, we get another resident who kind of freaks out on Vision. Um, and then Vision, well, I guess he doesn't freak out on Vision. Vision makes him freak out by 
I don't know, somehow releasing his mind from the prison that it's in. Um, and it, these moments are almost like a horror movie-esque, or a thriller this, at least. Okay, this whole moment, I, I I have only watched the first episode, but there's a new series on Apple TV+, Plus, and maybe we've mentioned it on here before, I can't remember, called Severance, where it's like basically these people choose to go through this program where it does something to them and it basically splits their work-life balance. So it's like when whenever they go to work, all they know is work-related things. When they leave work, it's only life-related things. Ooh, that's crazy. And it's almost like that's what this moment's kind of like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really creepy. Yeah, it is really creepy. And then to like double up on the creep factor, um, in this episode, we basically see... She or Sword sends in a drone to like find them. It finds Wanda. Her eyes start to glow red, which like, okay, already kind of scary. Then she comes out. She just waltzes on out in her Scarlet Witch outfit and turns all. Well, she like tosses the thing. They talk for a second. She's basically like, go away, leave me alone. And then she makes all of the guys with guns turn and point their guns at the main shield or sword guy. Mm -hmm. And all I could think was, is Wanda the villain now? Like the more we learn about the hex and what's going on in there, the more you're like, wow, Wanda lost it. And like, now she's kind of, Mm -hmm. villainy and i know in the comics wanda is also more of a villain so it almost seemed like this whole series was kind of leaning towards <laughs> setting her up to be the yeah the bad guy the villain yeah maybe possibly uh, uh and that moment was super tense because i was like oh my god what if they just shoot that guy like yeah jeez. <laughs> yeah this was Intense moment. The The only thing I didn't care for this moment was her voice changes. Yeah. Like every sentence. Yeah. She it's like, like throws an accent. The accent's like really <laughs> thick and then it goes completely away and then it's kind of back and then it's like, well, okay, make up your mind what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That was because it's basically weird. like the the version of Wanda we're first introduced to. Right. Yeah, it's almost like she's playing a character in her own world that she's created, yeah. too. But then I feel like this this is like the only time she does that because I don't want to jump ahead too far, so we'll we'll save that for when we get to it. But it is jarring for her to toss that accent on every now and then and not just either either like commit to it or don't. But yeah, the back and forth was like, oh, I don't know know what's happening here <laughs> well then she walks back in and we get another sad moment where the dog is dead they got a dog and now sparky's dead and the circumstances are extremely strange i still don't really know what agnes was doing with the dog already wrapped up in the bushes mm-hmm uh, but then the kids are basically like, hey, you can bring him back to life. 
And Wanda's like, no, that's not right. He's dead. It's sad, but he's dead. And it's like, that that's the whole purpose of this whole bubble. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's literally exactly what you're currently doing. <laughs> right. Except on a way bigger scale in affecting a bunch of people that aren't involved at all. <laughs> like, it is, it's just weird that she, she tries so hard to make this perfect, like, you utopia almost and she wouldn't just bring the dog back i don't really understand i did look up whether azaleas are actually poisonous to dogs and they are Mm. i did not know (laughs) so it was a decent cover that uh, agnes came up with but yeah yeah could this be a bigger clue to her role in dr strange 2 meaning is she trying to become powerful enough to reverse death? I mean, that's kind of her goal in having this bubble, right? Yeah. I mean, she right. didn't quite she, do it because it is yeah. like a corpse that she's covered, but who yet somehow still has powers. Yeah. Which is like so out there. Yeah. But that, like I think that goes That's back not really to... the actual stone in your head, but yet you can still like <laughs> do things and fly and But I think that may come back to I mean she could easily probably just like levitate him around, but the yeah. the like passing stuff through him, maybe that is more of that mind stone mm-hmm. power or whatever that is fueling him through her. Which is still just doesn't I mean <laughs> as much as I like the show and these movies yeah. and stuff. There are, there are plenty of things that are just like, oh, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> but okay, I'll buy it. Uh, well, then we get our first big, like, gasp moment. I mean, I don't know. I think for me, it was my first big gasp moment of this mm-hmm. series, which is it ends with somebody knocking on the door and she answers the door and we only see the back of their head and... Finally, the camera turns around, and lo and behold, it's her dead brother. But wait, it's not her dead brother. It's Evan (laughs) Peters, Quicksilver, from the X-Men films. Oh my gosh, what is this weird crossover that's happening? I'm still not 100% sure what their game was here, but... It was cool. I mean, it's fun that <laughs> he's there. To mess with the fans. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point. They just want to mess with us. <laughs> I had wondered if they cast Evan Peters because Aaron Taylor Johnson wasn't available and they were just like, we have a real opportunity here. Maybe. Or if they were deliberately trying to set up uh, the multiverse. I don't know, though, because they do play it off later that he was an actor yeah. So mm-hmm. he's just some rando in the town. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, that's it's weird. It's it's weird that they cast him in this as the character that he played, and then later they're like, nah, just kidding. He wasn't actually he was an actor. Although I do but, like the idea of this kid being a quicksilver variant that just doesn't have any powers. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy so that. This is what he does. He's an actor. But, he hangs out at his mom's house. <laughs> You just think of like all the stuff we've kind of brought up and talk about before. It's like, how how are they able to play nice with this? Like, if you look at the studios, 
Right, right. Yeah, they're constantly <laughs> complaining about stuff, and here they are yeah. like, yeah, sure, you can use him and his character. <laughs> I don't know. But but not Magneto. Yeah, no Magneto. <laughs> Can't do that. No, That's too far. Uh, well, this really like Imagine if, if they redid this scene, and she opens the door, and it's like, here's dad and brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have loved it. That would have been crazy. That would have been... <laughs> That would have been wild. Well, this really sets us up for the next episode, which I think is one of my favorite opens. Uh, so be sure to join us next week as we break down episode six and seven of WandaVision as we near the end of WandaVision and the beginning of Moon Knight. It's almost time. Can't wait. Uh, so ready. I guess and, any... Oh, go ahead. Well, before we wrap up, we also got some really exciting news today. We did! Oh, yeah, that's right. We got the official release date for a whole new set of shows coming over to Disney+, Plus, but from Netflix. It's all of Netflix Marvel shows. <laughs> and Finally. I'm, yeah, finally. I'm glad they just... I wonder how much, you know, it'd be fun to see like the conversations they had of like, fighting of like they should go to disney plus no they should go to hulu blah 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 but yeah. they're all coming to disney plus which is really fantastic yeah and i saw it, that disney is gonna do like parental controls now on disney plus so that you can block your okay. kids from seeing mm. like, like these the shows. punisher yeah, yeah. The punisher. <laughs> well you can um there already is like an adult and a child setup you can do if you make go make profiles so like you know that should already be there but i'm sure they'll give warnings if like you're on like quote-unquote adult profile to watch these shows Danger. right um which i don't know some of this stuff is really fascinating since like i've got three toddlers and there's some <laughs> movies we want to watch but when we go but i've got like their own i've got a kid's profile set up mm -hmm. but there's some movies that just don't show up under a kid's profile and it i need to go find the make a list of them because some of them are like uh, i could kind of see what they're doing there but i really <laughs> Like, it's a kid's movie. Come on. What I had kind of hoped that Disney would do, and this is going to be the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your entire life, is I thought mm -hmm. that they would take those shows mm -hmm. and take all of the grosser, scary bits out of it and like make like a PG-13 version that I wouldn't be too scared to watch it not. I'm sorry. It's like, just, very violent I mean, things bother me. Punisher, Punisher episodes <laughs> would go from like an hour long to like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like... <laughs> Be like he be went like to a bar, shorts. and then he left the bar, and then he met the girl, and then he the episode ended. And you're that like, that sounds what? like a great show. <laughs> and then the next episode, he wakes up in a hospital. <laughs> oh no! What happened? <laughs> All right. Well, be sure to join us next week, and uh, let us know what you think about these episodes. Make sure to follow us on social media if you don't, and. Send us questions or comments or thoughts. You Let me hear your first thoughts on episode six and seven. And uh, maybe we'll talk about your first thoughts before we talk about our first thoughts. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Any uh, one-liners from the 80s? <laughs> I wasn't thinking 80s. I was like, today is Mardi Gras. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So I, I mean, I would also, yeah, I would just say, what's your favorite 80s show? Because, you know, 
I I was just looking up like where can I go stream Growing Pains because I'd love to watch that. Again. <laughs> I don't know that I have a favorite '80s show. My favorite '80s show. I mean, it's especially sitcom wise. It's it's got to be Full House, right? There's no mm-hmm. beating Full House. Yeah, that's a solid answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I had whenever I was little, I had this uh, kind of kind of creepy little doll of Michelle. <laughs> and whenever you would squeeze it, it would say things like, "No way, Jose." Oh. <laughs> that is creepy. <laughs> That creeps me out, and I don't. And all I know is what you said. So let's end with "No Way Jose," <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next week. You got it, dude. Oh, it's almost. <laughs> I was about to say that. Skipped it. <laughs> <laughs>